Welcome to another episode of Our Inner Sparks Featured Insights. I am Lily Yan, your host of this podcast and founder of Our Inner Sparks, a social enterprise that provides products and services to enable individuals, businesses, and organizations to reach their fullest potentials in a fast and ever-changing world. We dedicate a portion of our profits to support and fund social programs to empower and enable those in the community, especially women in need. On our podcast, we will be featuring some amazing women in our communities doing extraordinary things. They will also be sharing some information, tips, and strategies around the area of their expertise to enable all of us to excel in our lives. If you like our program, please don't forget to subscribe. Just click on the subscribe button on your screen. If you would like to continually support the growth of our Inner Sparks social programs, such as this podcast, please consider a one-time or a subscription of donations on our website. Now, let's get to today's feature. Today, we have the pleasure of meeting Tammy McDonald. She's a brilliant mind who has not stopped creating during the challenging times of COVID. She has actually upped her game in creating and expanding a line of bridal designs. I can't wait to have this engaging conversation with her and explore how do we actually keep creating during these very isolating and difficult times. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so nice to have you here. So let's kick off with a self-introduction. Tammy, tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and your passion in life. My name is Tammy McDonald. My passion in life has always been creating. And it started at a really, really young age. At 10 years old, I, I distinctly remember say like thinking oh it'd be really cool to be a fashion designer and then at the same point in my life this door-to-door salesman uh magazine salesman came to our house and we were sitting my because my parents are very friendly um they 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 told him to come in and have a drink because he looked tired so he was sitting at our kitchen table and um he said what do you want to be when you grow up because this this young man was in university. And I said, I think I want to be a fashion designer. And I said, but I don't know how to do that and what that means. And he said, oh, my girlfriend's in fashion design. And then at that moment, it became something real to me. I don't remember what this man's name was. I do remember that his girlfriend's favorite designer was Karl Lagerfeld. Isn't that interesting? And he he just kind of said start watching fashion television and looking at designers and seeing what inspires you. And, and I really took that. And that was my starting point at 10 years old. Oh, that's so amazing. You never know who you meet eh? and how these people impact your life. Um, And like you said, you don't even remember the person's name, but you know, he's obviously made an impact in your life. So that's amazing. Yes. I'm very fortunate. I've, I've always had really supportive parents. So Sunday night was the news, fashion television, and then Little House in the Prairies. Like, and it was a it was a family thing. Our family wow. always watched TV together. We only had one one TV in the house, and that was because my 
my parents wanted us to always be together mm-hmm. at, and have family time. So we would actually, my dad would sit and watch fashion television with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure he enjoyed every second of it and even living <laughs> through your eyes as well, right? So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Like I know in terms of your education as well, you've gotten education in the background of arts. And uh, so how did you end up doing Mina, which is designing and making of your own line of wedding gowns? Bridal is something I fell into more than, uh, than pursued. Um, during college, I went to, I went to Seneca College in Toronto. And for the summers, my job was working in bridal alterations at mm. a store in Kitchener. And I learned so much from the ladies there, but it wasn't like, it wasn't where I thought I would end up. But having this background, it became a really great way to make extra money. So I would make prom dresses for people and and wedding I've made a, I've made a lot of wedding gowns over the years for a lot of friends and family mm-hmm. and that was kind of a an interesting way to educate myself in making them because it's not really like you're taught how to make evening gowns but it was one semester of a three-year program mm-hmm. Um, but working in alterations, you, you start to see the inside workings of them. So you start to figure out what, what works and what doesn't work. Um, so it was a great education with these, with these ladies. And, um, I, I kind of tried to get away from it for a lot of years. Really? And <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't where I thought I would be going. And what did you think remember, you were, what, what did you think your path was? Um, because I worked in theater, I just, I worked in theater and then I, I focused so much on, on custom work, whether it was suits or evening wear or streetwear. I just focused more on, on custom. Mm. And, um, 10 years ago, a friend of mine who also was in fashion design, um, she asked me to make her wedding gown and it was, was a labor of love. Oh, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of hours and a lot of her and I working together. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, she was so lovely because she said, why do you fight this so hard when you're so good at this? Mm-hmm. And coming from somebody that I considered um, a peer and a confidant um, and really respected her opinion. I, I went, God, why am I, why am I fighting it so hard? And then it just became an easy way. It, it became an easy point to, to, to change my focus and, and look more towards what comes naturally to me. What would you say is your favorite moment on your journey? And, and why? Like maybe, you know, that one time where it sparked and you go, yeah, you know what? Not only I'm good at this, but I'm meant to do this. Um, that moment with my friend, definitely. That was my turning point, I think. Mm-hmm. Again, it's in, you never know who's going to impact your life, right? <laughs> the things that are actually happening in our life and, and how the dots connect at the end of the day. 
Um, I love your ideas and in terms of your fashion as well. Uh, your bridal gowns are almost like one of those books where you can choose the tops and the bottoms and the combinations of <laughs> anything you like. And uh, I think it's really brilliant. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your, uh, your line of uh, wedding gowns? With my line, working in bridal for so many years and working in, because I've worked in bridal salons also selling as well as doing alterations, I always had brides come in and say, oh, I really wish this top was different. I really wish the skirt was like this. And there was this desire for women to, to have the flexibility to change something really easily. Right. The thought has always been in my mind that I, I don't understand why there isn't more coordinating separates where women can pick a top and pick a bottom and then look at their fabrics and go, wow, I'd really love that top to be in lace and then the bottom to be in satin. And, and then I'm going to wear that top again, or I'm going to buy a little lace jacket to go over it. And I'm going to wear that lace jacket again, or I'm going to buy a pair of pencil leg pants that I'm going to wear for my reception. So I know I can have a good time or a shorter skirt or like the versatility of having separates um, as opposed to a full gown. Now, I also am very well aware that the type of bride that would um, gravitate towards me is probably somebody that likes things a little more simplistic or a little different as opposed to somebody who wants a crystal beaded lace full-on petticoated ball gown and that's okay like those gowns are gorgeous they're and they look beautiful on women but not all women are looking for that right and I do agree, like the versatility that you offer women and the lifespan that people can actually now use their gowns. How many people actually have wedding gowns from their wedding day sitting in their closet forever and never touched again, right? It's just not practical. And you spend a lot of times very, a lot of money on these gowns and, are, you know, you're just really wearing it one time in your, in your life. Wouldn't it be great to make more memories with that? So I think it's a brilliant idea. Uh, I do love uh, the fact that you can pick and choose the tops and bottoms uh, where you feel as an individual um, fit, but fit you the most, right? It's really about how the bride you know, feel in the gown and uh, in, in you can actually make one that fits the most uh, because how they can, you know, pick and choose different ones and really see themselves in it. I think it's great, great idea. Thank you. It's been, it's been fun figuring out. And what I've done is I put myself in, in the, the shoes of a bride uh, because I do consider myself to be different when it comes to that thinking. Um, what I would want if I went out looking for bridal right now. And there are a couple of the pieces that I look at and go, yeah, I would wear that. Right. Nice. So what would you say is the biggest challenge for you during these years? And what did you learn from it? My biggest challenge over the past few years probably has been... Um, like the self-confidence, like to be able to stand in 
on my own two feet and say, it's not out there. It's different. And people are going to want it. it. It's standing up and saying, here, look at this, because this is different. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be noticed too. And um, I would say probably with the, the pandemic and still looking at brides and having brides wanting me to alter their dresses right. and, and watching them struggle with um, the uncertainty and not knowing and, and wondering when it's going to come in and if we can have fittings that it's the realization there is a need for this and I have to I have to stand up and say here look at this this might be a nice option for you yeah and I love that in the, the point that you're making even in pandemic even in challenging times there's always room for these type of need to be continue to be creative and doing creative work because there's actually still people wanting to fulfill their dreams right i mean despite of pandemic despite of everything that's happening we are still proceeding to live a life and we need to fulfill some of those and through like the means of what you're talking about too like being creative and helping these women get the gown that they want um, so I think it's amazing that you are continuing and not only just continuing, I know you are doing on the background a lot more work to expand some of the things, that, uh, capabilities that you have, like a new website um, and, you know, a new line of design. So it's pretty exciting. It is. It's very exciting. Um, I, I realize you and I talking right now, it's by the time this comes out, it will be out. I'm looking forward to that, your new website and you showcasing your new line of uh, wedding gowns. So what we're going to do is we're going to move into another segment called In Search of True Fulfillment. In this segment, we have three questions. And what we're looking for is really, really your gut reaction. So we're looking for either one sentence or 10 words that describes your answer to the question. Okay. So question number one. How do you define success? Success for me is living a life where I can give my creative vision to the world. Oh, very profound. (laughs) Nice. So what would make Tammy happy in life? I'm a pretty happy person. The things that make me happy are good songs on the radio my family and friends, be able to make things always, always makes me happy. I'm quite content. So I love what you're saying, though. It's almost everything that you have, you're savoring them and you enjoy them and and you're content with what you have. So that's, that's a blessing. I'm very content with what I have. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. What would you say for someone uh, to take away from maybe your own journey to help them ignite or harvest their inner sparks? Oh, it's so simple. It's stop and pay attention to what really makes you happy. Because in, in that little bit of happiness is, is the key to greater happiness, I think. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, If you can figure out how to appreciate what you already have, it's easier to see bigger things when they come in. What people can take away from my journey is that you never know where you're going to end up 
So enjoy the journey along the way. Find the little moments, savor them, enjoy them, and carry on. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, it does reflect, you know, your journey and I think how you've really perceiving life and getting the most out of it. So that's amazing. So let's get to our last segment, which is really about sharing some insights with your area of expertise. And since you've been in creativity for so long in your life and that you've been really very successfully during this pandemic, transitioning and all that, even during the challenging times everyone's having, you are continuing exploring your creativity. So um, let's maybe help others by providing some suggestions, what people can do to either maintain their creativity during these difficult times, but maybe even one step further, what can they do to take their creativity to the next level, regardless of the chaos that we may be living in? I gave myself a pass to not be okay some days. And I also gave my, myself a pass to not be productive every day. Um, I think that really helped to actually be productive. I know that sounds um, counterintuitive, but I take time where I would find and participate in unusual classes that have been so beneficial in different ways. A Canadian Indigenous history class that I took, which was so fascinating one on botanicals, um, one about finding inner joy, um, one about accounting, which was really hard. But, but there's something really powerful about, about looking at your finances if you're afraid of finances. Something about looking at your finances and taking control of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that once you have that handled, you're almost, it frees you up in another way to look somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I have found that taking different classes in different areas has kept the area that I'm focusing on really fresh and bright and new and different. Oh, really cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a great perspective. Somebody, I read a quote one time said that boredom is the mother of creativity. And very often we're kind of so go, go, go. And we're, you know, on the schedule and, and that flow doesn't necessarily come easily when, when you're in that mode. So it's, it's right. Yeah. It's, it's so funny you say that because um, this pandemic has been a blessing in disguise for me because my life is usually very busy, very full. Um, I, I usually do a contract at the Stratford festival theater, which goes from February till May or June, depending on the year. Right. And then, all summer is jam-packed with bridal always um and then in the winter I do a contract from October to the beginning of December at the Grand Theatre in London and again everything is so jam-packed that the time that I have to stop and take a breath I usually travel somewhere internationally September is usually my time to take a trip and again in in January and that's my time to decompress right and I go off the grid and I don't answer my cell phone and things like that. But the pandemic, I didn't have my contracts. Bridal was cut down to nothing. So I got to stop and take a breath and 
do proper research and development while I was making these pieces, which doesn't, it, it doesn't, it hasn't happened for me in years where I get to stop and think about what I want to do and not what everybody's expecting me to do. Right. And, and not expecting in a bad way, just it's stuff that I've, I'm obligated to do because I want to do it. So I, I go and I, and I work in the theater because I love it, but not being able to go back um, this past, this, this past season um, gave me the time to reflect on what I want to create for myself and my future. Yeah. And it's that exploration and it's the, how, how do you say it? it? It's almost like there's like this energy around you and, and that is waiting for you to tap into. And, you know, when you're so busy, you're just not really looking at it where I think this is kind of the benefit of a slowdown period where you could actually tap into that. Um, it's amazing. And so excited about your new line and looking forward to seeing that come out Thank you so much for coming on the show uh, again, like sharing your journey and your insight with us. Uh, honestly, like so much uh, exciting things and new beginnings, I think as well for you and uh, wishing you all the best and joy and success in the coming years. Thank you so much. Your thoughts on this episode is encouraged on all our social media platforms, which are listed in the podcast descriptions. I hope you will consider joining us on our online community. I look forward to seeing you there. If you like our programs, please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and click on that bell to get notifications of any new programs. If you would like to continually support the growth of our social programs, please consider a one-time or a subscription of donations. To donate, visit ourinnersparks.com slash products slash donations. Please feel free to email us at ourinnersparks at gmail.com. Should you or someone in your life have been actively contributing in the community and have some expertise that could be shared on our podcast, please feel free to email me with a nomination for future features. Again, the email is ourinnersparks at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Our Inner Sparks Featured Insights.